Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. My friends around the world, the United Kingdom, those of you that are here in America, the Virgin Islands, the Caribbean, just want to say I hope you had a fantastic day today. This program has been requested by so many of you um, that I had to do it. We did a show similar to this. I think it was probably back last year, maybe a year ago, and we got such a tremendous response, literally thousands of emails, thousands of uh, very nice emails, I might add, came in from you guys saying, Doc, you know, this really helped me. But we were doing it from the other side. The other side of the table was when you screw up with your mate or your significant other, what do you need to do in order to get their forgiveness? Can you get their forgiveness? And even if you can get their forgiveness, what does it entail? Well, as we well know, when I did that program, the things that we were talking about had much more to do with you screwing up a very good relationship for less of a reason, had much more to do with you saying or doing something that after it's said and done, you look back and you ask yourself, why in the dickens did I do that? What the hell was I thinking? Well, you know, it is, it's just messing over someone or betraying their trust is never a good thing. I mean, just to be honest with you, it's one of the most, um, what's the word I want to say, insensitive acts, especially if you're on the opposite side of it, the receiving end of it, because the person that you've hurt is sitting there going, why did you do this to me? I trusted you. I loved you. I put my heart and my soul into you. And what do I get in return? You play me for a fool. You sit there, look me in my face. You tell me lies. You sit there, look me in my face like I'm freaking crazy. And you can, you just do this like you don't care about me. Why would you say and how can you say, you know what, I love you? How can you pull your clothes off, lay next to me, do the things that we do intimately, share the things we share you know all of my secrets, you know all of my business, and you do all of this stuff. Then turn around and what do you do? That's it. You bend me over without the grease. You just take advantage of this trust and this faith that I placed in you for less of a reason. When I did that show, some of the things that I talked about had a lot to do with you being the person that was the perpetrator. It had a lot to do with getting your lover, your significant other, your 
your partner to look at you and say, you know what, I'm going to give your butt one more chance, <laughs> you know, but that's it. And it was all about getting you back to ground zero with your mate. Well, today's show, mm, a little bit different than that. I'm going to ask you a quick question and be honest. Have you been in this situation where someone that you are in love with, someone that maybe you're not in love yet, but you feel this could really be a good fit if this thing were to go right, you appear to possess all the traits, all the things that I'm looking for in a mate, in a husband, in a wife, in a, a life partner. And then for less of a reason, this person turned around, did the dumb, and after doing so, they come back to you and, and ask, you know, I screwed up. Will you forgive me? What makes this even worse, when you have extenuating circumstances that come with it, circumstances such as children, circumstances such as marriage vows, maybe you have a business or something together, or they have children that have grown attached to you and you've grown attached to them, or perhaps your child has grown attached to this individual. And you know for a fact that severing ties with this person comes with consequences, consequences that more than likely, in many instances, affect more than just you. Well, it's no secret that that complicates things, doesn't it? Of course it does. For, and here's what makes this even worse. All people that do stuff, including you and me, let's just face it, if you're a human being, you have let somebody down. If you are normal, you have broken somebody's heart, especially when it came to someone that maybe at that point of the relationship you didn't realize what you had or they didn't realize what you shared with them. All of a sudden you look and it's time for you to correct your mistakes. Now, here's the problem. When you're on the receiving end of this stuff, the proverbial crap hits the fan, reality sits in, you learn firsthand that it's a hell of a lot easier to ask for forgiveness than to forgive, and that is so very true. I think one of the hardest things in the world to do is to look at someone that's hurt you, someone that's um, betrayed your trust, possibly cheated on you, or just, you know, did it again. You know, it's not even the first time they've done whatever it is they've done. But the problem is here. If you don't forgive them, there's this part of you that wonders, okay, did you really change this time? Did you really learn your lesson? And now, if they did, the the reward is wonderful. I mean, there's nothing better than a relationship that's birthed in fire because it's forged. It has more meaning. It's more significant. It has depth. Making this thing go and take even deeper roots, what good is it for you to put up or stay in a relationship with someone for weeks, months, and for some of you years or even almost a decade or more? For that person to learn a lesson, 
and you don't benefit from it. I mean, you know, if nothing could suck more than that is that this person that you're with has had you go through all this hurt and pain over periods of time, time you won't get back. All the agonizing, tossing and turning, sleepless nights, the mangled emotions and the even money, heck, let's just put money in it, you know, the money and the feelings you've invested. So what do you do? Well, you got a couple of choices. I mean, you could risk looking like a damn fool for being sucked in by these puppy dog eyes again or, you know, the I've been a bad boy or fellas, we get it too, you know, or, you know, I've been a bad girl, you know I love you. Then you're hoping, especially if you're a person that takes responsibility for your contribution to a problem, you're hoping that, you know, Maybe, okay, maybe you did learn your lesson. Maybe this time you won't do this again. You've learned from your mistakes. You've learned not to be this uh, blatantly inconsiderate or this stupid again. And because you've learned this, what do you do now? Well, you want to forgive them. You want to let it go. Uh, You don't know what to think. But you do know this. You better think something. You better think it quick and in a hurry. Because if you don't, how can you um how can you make sense of this? How can you stop wondering if you uh you should uh forgive this person or should you just move on uh you know should you just move on with your life? Well, I'm gonna tell you something. Today, get your pen and paper out. I am going to make sure that by the time this program goes off the air, you will have all the evidence you need to look at your circumstances and come to a healthy emotional conclusion. And and I'm not saying that this is going to fix it because one thing about being betrayed by somebody, if you're a normal person, it is not exactly that easy to just let that go. I mean, I know for a fact, if I tell the truth about Dr. D. Yvonne Young, I can be a piece of work when it comes to forgiveness because I'm not going to forgive you too quick. As a matter of fact, uh, if I just tell the truth about it, I'm probably not going to forgive your behind at all. Uh, I may, And if I do forgive you, and I know that uh, I'm just not being setting a very good example here, but it's probably easier for you to go uh, glue the scales back on a swimming fish than have me to forgive you. But, you know, we have to forgive. If we want to be forgiven, you will never be forgiven until you learn to forgive other people. That's just a known fact, man. It's uh, I won't even say it's Bible. It's karmic. You will reap what you sow, and sooner or later, one day, you're going to find yourself in a situation or a set of circumstances where you're wondering, should I forgive somebody? And the answer to it is yes. Did I say you had to be stuck on stupid? No. Did I say you should forget? No. However, you do have to forgive people. Now, with that said, how do you know when someone is truly uh, remorseful, when they truly care about what they've done to hurt you? Well, there's some signs, and they're probably about seven. I'm sure there are a lot more. But for the uh, sake of time and for you to have a simple checklist, I came up with seven things. But before you go looking at that list, 
I want you to ask yourself five or six questions here. Here's the first thing that I want you to consider. Are you part of the problem? Now, what I mean by this is what did you do to contribute? And I'm not saying you did anything, okay? I mean, if somebody went and slapped you upside your head and you weren't doing nothing, they just crazy, I get it. <laughs> but if you want to stay in a relationship like that, you and I need to have a long talk because you probably got something wrong with you, some kind of self-esteem issue. But being honest, let's let's just look at this for what it is. Let's look at it for what it is. Are you part of the problem? What have you said, done to contribute to this person treating you the way you have been treated? Have you been uh, with your little sneaky behind sneaky? Have you been doing stuff? where they're the ones that they get caught. And ladies, yes, I'm talking to you. You guys are the masters of pulling the wool over somebody's eyes. People can <laughs> people can get caught up with stuff, and y'all will play like you just haven't done nothing. <laughs> You'll be telling them, Raymond, look here now. I know you done. I know what you did. I see the lipstick you got. Look at you. You don't never smell good. Now you done took a bath. Well, I hope you messing with a man that he bathes, but you get my point. You know, you catch him, you bust him. But have you been tipping your little freaky self around doing things you shouldn't? Or you hear them talking about you behind your back, but are you talking about them behind their back? Are you telling your friends, your mama, your auntie, brother, cantaloupe, and sister, watermelon, them your business? I mean, what have you done? to contribute to this situation where you're wondering, should you forgive another person? In other words, is the pot calling the kettle black? Are you just as guilty, but the only difference is that other person got caught and you didn't? All right, let's deal with that. Is that what's going on here? Because if you are part of the problem, if you have been the source of some mayhem that hadn't surfaced yet. Maybe you should deal with that before you start talking about forgiving people. Now, here's another thing, and I, this is real. Are you hanging on to this person because you just don't want nobody else to date them or be with them? In other words, you, you, you're done but because of your fear of change, you just can't let go. You just won't, don't want to let go. And you know doggone well that this person is about as good for you as some red ants in your panties. You don't need that. So don't go forgiving somebody because you fear being by yourself, because you fear change, and most certainly because they got caught playing a game that you're both playing and you just didn't get caught yet. Because if that's the case, you need to come clean and say, you know what, okay, you slept with my auntie, I slept with your uncle. Y'all some nasty Jerry Springer guest type folk. But bottom line is I hope ain't nobody doing that. And if you are sleeping with somebody's aunties and uncles or brothers and sisters, you're just nasty. You need to stop that. You ought to be shaming yourself. But if you're not and you're sleeping with one of your friends, you're still nasty. You need to stop it, all right? Just stop it, stop it, stop it. That's not a good look. 
Now, let's go to this next thing. When you are taking somebody back, and the reason why you are uh, taking them back is either consciously or subconsciously, um, you just want to get even. (laughs) Now, I'm being real. I'm not trying to be funny. But some of us are vengeful as hell, and you know you are. We will take people back because we want to – I was looking at that show, uh, the Tyler Perry show, The Haves and the Have-Nots. If y'all haven't seen that show, it is good. I I never have been a big fan of some of uh, my boys' sitcoms, but this one, he his writing skills are really like off the chain. And and I look at this woman, Miss Cryer is the name of her character, and she took the man back and she said, "No, I forgive you because I'm not gonna let you out of this because I'm gonna punish you till you die." So are you one of these people that you're hanging on to someone because you? are in this uh, tit-for-tat dysfunctional relationship, let me tell you what's going to happen to you. If you do some mess like that, somebody going to get hurt. And I do mean physically hurt, not just emotionally hurt. Hear me and hear me well. Love is the only game two people can play and both parties lose. I'm going to repeat that. Love is the only game that two people can play And both parties lose. And do you really want to do that? Uh, I think not. Not if you're sane. Why get into a relationship, uh, you know, just to find yourself at the end of a a rainbow and there is no pot of gold. It's a pot of crap. Is that really where you want to take your life? I mean, think about it. No. So don't get back... uh, at somebody just because, what's the term I'm looking for? I want to make sure I say this one right. Don't get back with somebody, with someone, because you just have it in your head that you want to go ahead and get even with them. That does not work, people. It is not going to work, not at all. If anything, you're going to get your doggone feelings hurt. If anything, you're going to regret the hell out of it, so just don't do it. Now, here's the next thing that I want you to check out. Can you move past your circumstances? In other words, I'm going to say this to you. Are you still stuck in this thing where you got all this evidence on somebody? You've gone through their phone. You have pictures. You had a – and don't laugh. Because some of y'all have done this, and you know, doggone well you have. You don't went and rented a car, turned yourself into Sherlock Holmes on a budget, parking up and down the street from people, doing all of this stuff just to see how honest someone is going to be with you. Don't play games. That's the problem here. They've already played games with you. So don't play them back. Just stop and tell them, you know what? You're busted. I got pictures. Uh, this woman been sending you pictures of her private parts. Uh, I got pictures. You've been sending pictures of you or yourself, uh, whatever, doing some inappropriate act. Don't conceal what you know. When When someone comes to you and they ask for your forgiveness and they are telling you part of the truth, let me give you a hint. When people really are serious, 
And I'm going to get into this in the seven things, the seven signs, when it's okay to forgive them and to know they'll learn their lesson. But I'm talking about your side of this now. Don't be part of the game. Don't do what they're doing. How is that going to make things better? Huh? Duh. You think? All right. Now, here's the other thing I want you to look at. Are you truly able at this stage of the game to really forgive and move on? Now, as crazy as it sounds, sometimes it's a it, it, people get confused, and I, I'm gonna I'm I hope you really listen already now because someone's telling me this is gonna help somebody. Sometimes people get confused wanting to succeed and wanting to win with being able to forgive. Those are two damn different things, and I'm going to tell you why. When you are forgiving someone for the sake of hanging on to something you said you made a commitment, well, you know, we took vows, we married, sit your behind down, you tripping. That's not why. You need to go beyond that. Because even, it's like this, you can't lie to your God. You may be able to lie to you, but don't try to lie to God, okay? It, it's just not going to work. And and the truth be told, if you can't really forgive, if you cannot uh, let go, and I'm going to give you this, forgiveness can be defined as the decision to let go of the resentment, anger, and the thoughts of revenge as a result of a real or even a perceived way that you have been offended, hurt, or someone's done wrong against you. See, forgiving someone does not mean denying their responsibility for hurting you, nor does it mean minimizing or justifying the act. You know, it does mean being willing to forgive without having to excuse what they did. Now, here's the deal. In other words, while there is no question that you have a right to feel resentment and desire to respond to this person accordingly, you have the ability to make the choice not to do so. And and here's the deal. That doesn't mean that you're, you're playing the role of a victim because by acknowledging what hurt you and offended you while denying something, you know, you're not getting anywhere. You're better off just to admit, you know what, this happened. Before you even tell this person you want to forgive them, you need to sit back and just marinate on this for a minute. You need to take a broad perspective. And and I'm going to tell you as a person that does not easily forgive, because I'm just going to be honest, I, I probably need to listen to this show myself when it goes off the air, but the truth is, you have to learn to see people the way that God sees them. And I don't think we know how God sees people, but I'm going to make an assumption. I'm going to make the assumption that God looks at us through the lens of time, that he sees who we are today, knowing that that's not hopefully who we will be tomorrow. And sometimes if you happen to know the the way this person hurt you was even deliberate, you know, because sometimes people can hurt us and they didn't mean to hurt us. You know, they just, 
they they're accustomed to lying. They're accustomed to not being accountable. They're accustomed to just doing whatever. But when somebody knows what they're doing and they do it intentionally, knowing doggone well that it's going to hurt you and they do it anyway, then you have to dig deeper and ask yourself, can I, am I really, am I really truly ready to bury the hatchet on this thing? Because if you're not, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to be sitting in there like that woman on on uh, Angela Bassett when she burned up that man's clothes in the yard. You know, you're going to sit there and just all of a sudden you're having a good day. The birds are singing. The wind is blowing. You are listening to My Sharia More by Stevie Wonder. And the next thing you start thinking about Amy Winehouse, I bust the windows out your car. And you don't even know where you got the time from. You don't understand why you don't hit this man in the head with your shoe. But the reason you did all of that is you weren't really ready to forgive. So the big point in all of that stuff is 90% of the time you choose to get in a relationship just because you were in it. Just because there's some vows you took or whatever, man, look, God does not want you to be miserable. So don't go making yourself miserable. If you can't forgive and move on, that's a wrap call of the day, and you learn your lesson and let them learn theirs. Now, here's the next thing before I get to this list of seven things. I hope you're writing this stuff down. If you're not, just go back. All of our programs are archived for your listening convenience, but check this out. What is your real and true motivation for forgiving this person? Are you doing it just because you want to prove something to folks? Because if you are, what in the hell are you doing? Being concerned about how things look more than how they are gets you nowhere really quick. And at the end of the day, you have to forgive people for the right reasons, and those right reasons don't have a doggone thing to do with what other people are going to think. They, you got to live your life. Your mama is not laying up in the bed with you, and if she is, y'all really need to stop that. You're a little too old for that. You're not doing this because your friend said, pastor said, whoever told you, look, you know you're supposed to stay in it. Because that's just what we do. You need to tell whatever fool is telling you that to stay out your business. The truth is be told, your real motivation for forgiving anyone needs to be because you want to. Not because somebody said you should. Not because it's the right thing to do. Never. This is one time that you have to be a bit selfish. So here are the five things I said. Make sure, now this is before we get to this list of seven things, but here are the five. Make sure that you have examined your contribution to the problem. Second thing, don't get back with nobody just to get even with them. Next thing, if you've done some dirt yourself and the only issue is they got caught and you didn't, let me tell you something. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to end up in a relationship where it seems okay, then all your skeletons are going to come falling out that boneyard of a past you got. Next thing you know, you right back where you were, and this person can't trust you. The other part is 
Don't forgive people unless you are really ready to move on. Don't do that, man. That is, that's just not good for you. Uh, you know, love is the only game two people can play and both parties lose. And then the last thing I said to you, what is your motivation for forgiving this person? And you need to ask yourself that, like, okay, if I forgive you, why am I doing this again? And don't let that box of wine have you influence you. Don't let the fact that the sex is good. Just because you and this person like to pull y'all's draws off on the, at the same time on a regular basis and freak each other, that does not mean that your problems are going to go away. And here's what you're going to do. If you do any of those five things I just mentioned, you are setting yourself up to start cycling in and out of a dysfunctional relationship. Now, I can't put it any more plain than that. Now, Here's what I here's the other thing we're going to do this evening. I want you to take the time to take a deep breath because the next seven things that I'm going to give you are going to be uh, what's the best way to put this? They are going to be some of the hardest stuff that you will ever do in your life because forgiveness is not easy. My producers are saying, are you going to take a break? Okay, I'm, we're going to take a, a break tonight. Uh, but before we're going to take a quick break and come back. If you don't have your pen and your paper, go ahead and get your pen and paper right now because what I'm going to give you, you will not ever want to miss this. While we're doing it, I'm going to play something from the Black and White Project by my boy King Malachi of Atlanta, Georgia. And right after this is over, we'll be right back with the seven signs that you can rest assured you can forgive this person and allow them back in your life. Back in a few. Baby, you love it's just that real and the way that I feel I can't conceal I'ma give you my heart it's just that real cause baby of a woman that is my cocaine I buy it sometimes but it's not a drug It's just the way that I feel when you're giving me love Drink you in a cell phone cup Everything slowed down but I'm not screwed up Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind We need to make love, baby, one more time Pray for the day that you say I do I lie to my homie when I do need you So smooth, me so rude When I first met you, speak game at you King Malachi, at that time wasn't in my right mind, had a nigga my state, whole nother name but you still saw beauty, making up a king, doing my duty, rock movies in due time, the pleasure's all mine, I wanna see you draped in jewels, keep your tailored like Amber Rose, one day you're gonna see us in that drop top rose, huh? I exposed a few of my goals cause it's you really touched my soul, baby Unusual and super sexy 
But it ended broken hearted faster than it ever started I still love her to this day if she would only let me Yes, we were the best of friends, whatever happened I am asking you this now to see some out if I could rekindle the passion But you sit and laughing I never took the action or the time to realize that I was just too busy rapping And I am sorry, I wish I could say goodbye The only woman in my life beside my mom that made me cry I broke it off with you around the time that Oprah died But every time I think of you, it's me that dies the most inside Oh well, man Guess that's how it goes When you trade in your woman to mess around with these souls Hacking self is overzealous in your heart it froze But baby seems that your love's the only one I'll ever know Nothing could be more appropriate than that song right now, because what we're talking about is, how do you know? I mean, after you've been in a relationship with someone for so long, you have to ask yourself, you know what? I have invested all this time. I have invested my money, my blood, my sweat and tears. Well, I hope you haven't invested your blood, because if y'all are drawing blood, man, you probably need to get away from each other, because that's a sign that both y'all are a little off. But in most relationships, a rain, a bit of rain will fall, and for some of us, a tsunami will come. However, there comes a point when people do work up. There comes a point when people become mature enough, both male and female, that you learn, you know, I'm not that person. I am not a dog. I am not a garden tool. I am not the person that wants to go around doing other people's stuff that I know is jacked up that I wouldn't want done to me. I'm sorry, and they actually come to you and tell you, baby, boo, whatever, honey, homegirl, whatever they call you, muffin, I have learned my lesson. I don't want to do this again. I love you. I really am sorry, and how, you know, I want to work this thing out, man. We, We can't keep going down this path anymore. Here's how you know that that person is telling you the truth. Get your pen and paper. Here we go. This is a list uh, that I'm going to, it's going to be, as a matter of fact, I'm writing uh, the second edition to my best-selling book, Break Up, Don't Break Down, will be uh, out pretty soon. I think we're probably 30 days out from that thing releasing. I would strongly suggest that if you want to get a good look at an excerpt from it, that you shoot your email address to me at Dr. D. At Dr. D. Yvonne Young dot org. That's D R D I V A N Y U N G dot org. Um, definitely do that. We'll send you an excerpt from it. And I really want to hear what you think. But the book is off the chain. The first one, the Associated Press, called it the Relationship Manual. But this is the evolution of that book. And there's a lot of content in this new book that's not in the first version, though the first version, if you're going through something, get it, because it can make a huge difference in your life. Now, to this first thing on this list, when you're dealing with men, and this applies to men and women, but especially men, when people 
have learned their lesson and they're sorry, there's signs that it is safe for you to forgive them and proceed going down the road with that relationship. A lot of you, you go down the road for the wrong doggone reasons, and I mentioned five prior to going to the break. Uh, but some of you just stay in relationships just because you you're scared of change. You've been married to this fool for 15, 20 years. You don't want to leave him. Or you are there because you're too damn lazy to go get economically viable and you don't want to give up your lifestyle. You just are staying in something. And people, especially ladies, stop staying with a man because you don't want to give up your lifestyle. Here's what you're doing. You're teaching your children how to be dysfunctional, and you're teaching your children how to live a life filled with mediocrity. And what is mediocrity, people? Simple. It is the worst of the best and the best of the worst. Now, how in the heck is that a good thing? But here's sign number one. When a man is truly sorry, he'll do more than just apologize. Now, what do I mean by that? Does that mean that he'll run and buy you a box of chocolates and some flowers? You're just going to wind up with hay fever and probably diabetes if that gets you. That's not what I'm talking about. What I mean by this is things will be different. And I'm not just talking about for a week or two or, you know, and an example is this. Look for signs and behavior that are tandem and tangible. What I mean by tandem, meaning connected, peripheral to his day-to-day life. In other words, if dude was cheating on you and he kept hiding his phone, the only time that Negro had a phone was when he called you. You know, I, I love it when I say that because I have so many Anglo listeners and they go, when that Negro, I'm not dating a Negro. <laughs> Baby, just calm down. It's just Dr. D being being himself. What I mean by that is if the the guy you're dating, white, black, Asian, you know, Latin American, Middle Eastern, if he was hiding his phone and now you see him leaving it out, that's probably a sign he's not trying to hide anything from you. When you see that he's not about to break his finger, slam it in his laptop shut when you walk by, or clicking the mouse to diminish the screen, whatever he was doing, that's a sign. When he starts taking you places around his friends, that's a sign, especially if he wasn't doing it before, or he's got some real ratchet friends that have sit there. I had, you know, I had a young lady tell me that this guy was taking people to his mistress's house, including his kids. I'm like, that's so trifling. You know, but anyway, but but the point is when a man is really sorry, the things that were his strongholds, whatever it was, if he wasn't spending money, now he's spending money on you. Uh, If he wasn't spending quality time, now he's spending quality time. If he wasn't helping with the dishes and with the chores or helping with the kids and now he's spending time helping you in the kitchen and helping uh, take care of the kids, that's a sign. And it's a strong indication that his heart is open to change. It doesn't mean he's changed. That's why I'm giving you seven signs. Don't pick one of these things, whatever you do, and say, "Uh uh-huh, I knew Charles had changed. No, Charles hadn't changed, baby girl. You wanted Charles to change. Please make sure that five of these seven signs are present 
then you're probably in a good place to forgive this guy or this woman, fellas, if it's you who's been hurt. Here's another one. When someone voluntarily, underline that word voluntarily, voluntarily means that without you causing them to do it, they did it on their own. Please hear that part of this. If the person voluntarily addresses how deep they hurt you, and I I don't mean like, baby, I'm sorry I picked you up late in your car from work again. Both y'all crazy. Why is he driving your car and picking you up late? Hey, anyway, but the thing I'm saying is when a person can disclose to you voluntarily what they've done, who they did it with, where they did it, why and how, now we're cooking with the grease, as the old people would say. In other words, when people give you an unabbreviated, complete confession without you having to ask them, here's some signs how you know the confession is real. They will include dates, names, and people. They will tell you, you know what, I was sleeping with my secretary, Margaret, and we were going to the Belvedere Hotel, uh, you know, twice a week having, well, if someone gives you that kind of detail, that means they're really not going to do it no more. Not unless y'all been smoking weed and drinking. Now, if you've been doing that, he probably just slipped. But if the person is sober and telling you something like that, that's a sign, at least it's, it's potentially a sign. Again, do not take any one or two of these things and call it a day. You need to have all out of seven, five of them line up, and then I can tell you you got a yellow light, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, and proceed with caution. But when they can name co-conspirators, accomplices, timelines, locations, and not make excuses, which we're going to get into that one in a minute, that's a sign that they're probably coming clean with you and you can forgive them. Now, here's number three. When they allow you to ask questions without being mad, one thing in my practice, I've been um, I've been considered one of the top relationship experts in the United States for more than a decade. Before it was ever popular to use the term relationship expert, I was doing this. When people are telling the truth, dear one, now hear me. The truth can withstand inquiry. Remember that. Whatever you do, remember that statement. The truth can withstand inquiry. If you want someone to trust you fully, don't you have to be willing to do what it takes to make that happen? Of course. Here's what I'm going to warn your little self about. Before you start asking for confession, before you start saying, tell me the truth, I need to know the truth, so help me, God, are you sure you can handle the truth? Can you, can you handle the truth? Because a lot of you think you can handle the truth. You can't even handle a lie very well. How in the hell are you going to handle the truth? Because the truth may set you free. It also may cause you to get arrested 
if somebody tells you the right, wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? If somebody, if you know for a fact you thought this person was sleeping with your best friend or your mama or whoever, I hope he wasn't sleeping with your mama, especially if she looked like some of these people's mothers I've seen. But the point I'm making is if the truth will make you want to bust them in the head to the white meat starts showing, you might not want to be, you probably aren't ready to hear the truth. So just say, you know what, you can just do it in, in your own little way and, and just say, I'm going to write something down and you just nod your head. You know, because often what we do is we play back in our heads things that people have said to us. And if the truth is going to be something that you know is going to uh, set you off, you may not want to know the whole story, so just tell them, spare me the details. Just tell me, did you do X, Y, or Z? Yes, no. You know, let your yay be yay, your nay be nay, and that's it. But don't ask the truth until you really know that you can handle it, all right? Number four, words are deceiving people. So remember this. When people have made a mistake, said or done something that they feel like an idiot about, and, and let's let's be honest, good people do have a consciousness. They they may do some stuff. They may be having an affair, uh, or lied to you about some credentials they have, or lied to you about their participation in something that where you ended up being betrayed. They could have sabotaged you from getting a promotion because they didn't want you to work with somebody or they didn't want to move to a different city. Whatever the case, people can feel so stupid that when they start trying to explain it, they just sound like they're lying, but they're telling the truth. Because often the truth is typically, I'm not saying all the time, Typically, not as bad as what you have imagined. Hell, it may be worse, you know, and God forbid when it is, but typically it's not. Or it is what you thought. But it's, uh, Or you were in the ballpark like you thought they were messing with their secretary. It wasn't a secretary. It was a chick on another floor type thing. But here's the deal. Pay attention to the pitch, the tone, and the inflection and here's what I mean by pitch, and I'm going to use a quick example. Let's say somebody says, good morning. That good morning sounded benign, sounded like it wasn't no big deal, and then they go, good morning. You can tell that they probably need to go to the toilet. No, I'm just kidding. But you can tell that something's wrong, but they go, good morning. All of a sudden, you know that that you sound like you you're gonna hurt me. Why, why are you talking to me like that? Right? You can hear the pitch, the tone, and the inference, the inflection in their voice. The reason I'm saying that is because when someone is speaking from the heart, you know it. And when someone's being deceptive, they can be crying all day long. I'm so sorry, <laughs> and no tears are coming out. Well, you know, that's a bunch of crap. So when you listen to someone talk to you, pay lots of attention to the pitch, tone, and inflection, because if they're talking from the heart, there's just something about people 
when they're being totally honest and speaking from the heart. You could be dumb as a bag of bricks, but you will know it. So that's that's your number five. Here's number six. When people stop making excuses for their actions and just own own it, that's a sign that you probably learn their lesson. When they stop saying, well, you know the only reason that I cheated on you was because, you know, you wasn't giving me none and you wouldn't clip your pubic hair. Well, that probably would stop me if you didn't clip your pubic hair. What is with that? My producers are looking at me like, oh, Lord, here he goes. Okay, I'm not going to say nothing about you having your drawers look like the dark forest, but, you know, anyway. But the truth of it is, to get back on the subject, I know. I don't know what it is about me and people with a lot of pubic hair. That's just so, so nasty. It seems like you you be somewhere with Bobby Bland and some blues and a, a cigarette-filled room if you got a lot of pubic hair, but never mind. But the truth is, when people don't make excuses for their actions, in my 10 years of doing what I do, I have learned that sincere people just own it. They just say, you know what, I was, I have a problem, uh, especially when people come with that. I slept with them because I was upset with you. That's a lie. Yeah, they, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You can't get an erection while you're upset. Yeah, women, you, you already know y'all can't pull off no panties until somebody's pulled the cotton out from between both your ears. You know, legs don't open until the mind is open with a woman. And fellas do not get erections when they're angry. If they do, their brother might need some meds or something. I mean, some very strong ones. But the truth is when people can stop and just say, you know what, I did this. Nobody made me do it. It wasn't your fault. Just to tell the truth, I did it because I wanted to do it. I did it because I have an addiction. I did it because... um, you know, because all that I did it to get back at you, that's a lie. You just wanted to do it, you know, period. Because getting back at somebody by doing sex or whatever is not getting back at them. You know what? I wanted to get back at you, so I went and got a nut. Yeah, right. Come on, really? Just, but when they own it, that's when you can believe it. Here's the next one, and, and this is number seven. When someone has hurt you, and they know they cut you deep, they will allow you time to heal. They're not going to pressure you. They will tell you, you know what, I'm sorry. This is what I did. And if you don't want to talk to me right now, I get it. You don't want me around right now, I get it. You know, go take your time and heal. Now, sometimes people will tell you that just because they want to get, just shut your damn mouth. And they got somebody they finna go kick it with. So don't don't be don't be fooled now. But when they're really sincere, they will just tell you, look, go ahead, whatever you want to ask me, go ahead and ask me. And I understand you don't want to be cuddled up with me right now. Now, ladies, let me give you a warning about the pathology of most men. This is going to sound so unfair, so please don't write me any letters. You guys, I want to thank you all for all the beautiful letters. Matter of fact, the young lady that's in Perth, Australia, thank you for the kind letter. I, I did read your email. That was so cool. So my my fans down in Australia, I love you guys. Thank you so much. But here's the truth. When people have hurt you, they will allow you time to heal. And they will give you 
some distance. Now, here's what I'm going to warn you about, ladies. This is going to sound so jacked up and unfair, but men do not deal well with emotional women. So if your man hurts you, don't start hollering and screaming and wanting to hit him. and That's not helping anything. If anything, all he's going to do is just justify his behavior. And, I, and, again, this goes back into that little head space of don't do something just to keep somebody in your life. But let people know how you made them feel. And you tell them, you know what, this is how I feel after you did that. My mother and them knew, my friends knew, but I didn't know. You made me look like a complete fool for you. Tell people that. Let them know. And to the person that you have to tell that to, they're not going to sit there and try to justify anything. They're probably going to feel like crap, but they will at least hear you out. And here's my thing, ladies. Don't over, don't ride that horse. Don't ride that horse until he falls dead. I mean, because if you do, what's going to happen with the average guy is he's just going to use that as an excuse to not learn from his mistakes. Now, here's some stuff on your part that you have to do when you decide to forgive someone. You hear me? Now, here we go. The first thing is stop reliving it. Don't sit there. When you find yourself thinking about what this person did to you, don't don't try to relive it. Don't be thinking about getting revenge because all it's going to do is make the pain last longer. And it's up, here's a big one because I had this uh, client of mine years ago that her husband had an affair. The man had stopped having an affair, never had another affair, and she just wanted to know who he had the affair with. You know, I just need to know her name. I just, what, what difference does it make? The man is not having the affair anymore. So you may not ever know the person's name. You may not ever really get a, a reason that makes sense for why people did what they did. But that doesn't mean that they didn't learn their lesson. That just means that they are so ashamed of it, they don't want to revisit it anymore. And remember this, everybody's capable of changing. Hell, you change. You weren't always the person you were today. I know doggone well I was not the man that I am today uh, 20 years ago. I thought I was the official ass inspector for the United States. I mean, seriously. I'm not the guy I was today. There is no way I could do what I do for a living today uh, 15, 20 years ago. There's no way, man. I would have just, no, I'd be, I wouldn't even tell myself that lie. So, But you're not the person you were. People do learn from their mistakes. And forgiveness is something that you have to learn to do. Now, does it mean you don't forget I'm just going to be honest with you. You ain't going to forget. So if you do, you really are good. But when it's time to let things go, let go of the anger. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the hurt and the pain. The only person you're hurting is you. Not forgiving someone, and I'm going to use something you've heard before, is the equivalent of you drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. I mean, seriously, that's that's what it's like. You walk around carrying all this bitterness, all this hatred. You, you mean-mugging people. You want to kick somebody in the groin. That's not going to change a doggone thing, people. And you're better bet when you find that that's the set of circumstances that you're in, you just, 
have to let it go. There is no shortcut to healing after someone's betrayed you. There's not one. And if somebody tells you that forgiveness is easy, it's not. I mean, being real with you, the the things that you can expect, and and it's kind of like dealing with uh, the stages of grief or the stages of depression. And if I'm going to, because some of you don't know what those are, a lot of people say that there are five stages. Other people say that there's seven. Hell, I'm going to say it's both. But uh, the stages are, are just really, really simple. You know, the first one is you want to be in denial and isolate yourself. You don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to be bothered with nobody. The second thing is you're going to get pissed, and you're going to be angry. You're going to be mad, and then you're going to want to try to talk and get an explanation and bargain about this, then you're going to be depressed for a long period of time, and then acceptance. You may even think about harming somebody or harming yourself, but the bottom line is you can do all of that and then some. It ain't going nowhere, boo. You know, the shock and denial, the pain and the guilt, the anger and the bargaining, the depression, the loneliness, the despair, feelings of despair and over-reflection, and then you start trying to turn yourself around and work through it. Then you try to get a little hope back. That's easy as heck to say. It's hard as hell to do. So if you are finding yourself in a situation, you don't know what your next move is, here's what you can do. The first thing, take a pen and paper and write down everything this person is telling you. If it lines up with these seven things that I mentioned, they probably are sincere. If it lines up with the fact that they're doing more than just talking, more than just apologizing, they are having physical demonstrative change before you, that's your first sign. The second one, when they voluntarily, and I'm going to underline that word again, when on their own, when they voluntarily say, you know what, I need to talk to you, this is what I did, this is when it happened, where it happened, who it happened with, you know, this is who was covering for me, it was your friend, my brother, my mama. When they come to you and give you names, dates, places, events, cool. When they allow you to ask questions, the tone and the inflection in their voice is 100% sincere. And, you know, I'm telling you, I'm trained. I'm an expert in personality. But there's just something about when somebody is sincere, you can hear it in their voice and see it in their eyes. Because a lot of people can look you dead in your eye and lie to you. So don't start thinking, well, he looked me in the eye. Well, duh, so will a snake. <laughs> you know, so don't go by that. But out of the abundance of that heart, that mouth will speak and just listen to what that person says on a consistent basis. That'll tell you everything. The other thing is ask the person, how do you think you really made me look and how did you make me feel? And if you can ask them that and they can answer you by saying, I know I made you feel like crap because I did this in front of your family I know that uh, the reason you've lost weight, you're not eating, the reason why um, you you can't concentrate is all because of me. I, I made you plunk your test. I made you uh, 
get fired from your job or get suspended because I kept calling your damn job. I get it. You know, when they can tell you something like that, that means they probably really are in sync with the cost and consequences associated with how they treated you and made you feel. And then this other thing is when they stop and don't make excuses. When the person owns it, man, that's you know for a fact that they have really tapped into another level of maturity. People who aren't mature and aren't sincere, they may admit what they did, but are they really admitting it or are they just admitting what you caught them in? Hey, listen to that. Are they really admitting it? Are they admitting to what you busted them doing? And then they will allow you to hurt. Now, just a quick recap, and we're going to get out of here. Ask yourself these five things before you even consider forgiving them. Are you part of the problem? In other words, did you create this mess? If your old man or your old lady cheated on you, but you know you were being neglectful, you wasn't coming home, you hanging out at the club, you constantly making everything your priority, but them, well, hey, what you expect? The other part is, are you taking them back just to get even? Or are you taking them back because you don't want anyone else to be with them? You don't want them, but you don't want nobody else to have them. I mean, really, seriously? Are you still... Another point now, are you still concealing stuff? You busted them in their crap, but you were doing your own junk, and you just haven't, you know, you busted them, so why admit yours? Hmm. You better tell the truth before the truth tells on you. And the last couple of things is, if you are not really able to forgive, then don't do it. If you know damn well that you can't let go of what they did to you, Don't do it because you have to ask yourself, and this is the last thing, what is your real motivation for forgiving this person? Are you forgiving them just because uh, you're supposed to? Hell, come on, really? Are you forgiving them just because you fear change, because you don't want to be by yourself? Wake up and smell the manure. That's not how this works. Like my girl says on the commercial, That's not how any of this works. So in the meantime, keep your drawers on. Don't be and leave that box of wine and those pills and whatever somebody gave you, the medicinal marijuana, whatever you're doing. Stop. Meditate. Have a conversation with God, not with passive, because he's not God's representative. He can't talk to God no better than you do. You sit there in quiet. Remember this, people, meditation is the highest form of prayer. And you just sit there, and if you still have a problem with this, put it on paper. Write it down. Look at it. Write down what they've said, what they've done, how they're acting, the answers to your questions, questions you want to ask. And get your checklist out. Have a conversation. It may, if, if, at the very least, you can position you and that other person not to make the same mistakes again. And at the worst, if you don't do this, I promise you, you're going to have hell to pay. And haven't you already paid enough? Sure you have. All right. Well, with all of that said, I want to tell you it's been a blast uh, spending this evening with you. 
This week, I am going to be at Southern University doing some filming on Thursday, so look forward to seeing you guys next week. I think it is May the 6th. I will be in Washington, D.C. during the Match.com Love Debate Tour. And on May the 20th, I'll be in New York City uh, also with that same tour. But between now and then, there are a couple of things that I definitely want you to know. I want you to know that God has something so very special for you. However, you cannot do anything if you keep holding on and settling for what you've given yourself as long as you remain in a dysfunctional relationship you're making a minimal of four people very miserable you that individual that you are hanging on to that you're shackled to and the two people that God intended both of you to meet when it was the right time. You cannot receive what you have or what, what, what God is trying to give you long as you continue to settle for what you've given yourself. Anyway, that's it. Housekeeping real quick. Make sure you go to the D. Yvonne Young. That's D-I-V-A-N. Don't you call me that. My name is pronounced Yvonne. But it's spelled just like Ivan. So D. Ivan Young at Facebook, and the same thing at Twitter, the same thing at LinkedIn, the same thing at Instagram, the same thing at Pinterest, Tumblr, and all that other junk. But whatever you do, keep in contact and make sure that you send me your email address and your first name so we can put you on our list for some of these tour dates and some of the stuff I'm doing around America. And last but not least, can't nobody love you like you, but if you don't love you, how can someone else know how to do it? With that said, I love you badly. Most sincerely, I do. Talk to you next week. Have a great week now.